speaking about resurrection this morning. So if you can, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15. At the beginning of this chapter, this whole chapter is on resurrection, and at the beginning he gives a declaration of the good news. So 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I announced to you, which also you have received, in which you stand, by which you are saved. And it says in verse 3, I delivered to you in the first place also which I had received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter, then to the twelve, then he appeared to about five hundred brethren at once, of whom the most remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to uh, James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, as to an abortion, he appeared to me also. 他弟兄主要从第一节到第八节跳过第二节弟兄们我如今把先前所传给你们的福音告诉你们知道这福音你们也领受了又靠着站立得住我当日所领受又传给你们的第一就是基督照圣经所说为我们的罪死了而且埋
On purpose, Jesus did not come to heal him, but he waited. So I want to read in the part where Jesus first approaches the group that are there with the tomb of Lazarus. So the first one to run up to meet him is Martha. This is in John chapter 11, and I'll start in verse uh, 20. Martha then, when she heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary sat in the house. And Martha therefore said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus says to her, Your brother shall rise again. And Martha says to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes on me, though he have died, shall live. And everyone who lives and believes on me shall never die. Do you believe this? She says to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who should come into the world. And having said this, she went away and called her sister Mary secretly. She said, The teacher is, it has come and calls you. Mata 主啊，是的，我信你是基督，神的儿子，就是那要临到世界的。马大说了这话，就回去暗暗的叫他妹子玛利亚，说：“夫子来了，叫你。”Okay, let's pray together. Lord, we come to you with your word in front of us. Even that it would be like a, a burning in our hearts and a real revelation of Christ today. Lord, we cast ourselves on you and trust this time to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So when, when we are thinking of resurrection, our very foundation as Christians is the fact that Jesus raised from the dead three days after he was crucified. This is the very gospel that we preach and the gospel that we live by. Even when they preach the good news in the New Testament, they often want to mention the resurrection. The fact of his death, everybody knew about. At that time, that wasn't news to tell. But the great news, even in Jerusalem, was that he rose from the dead. So even when Peter was preaching to the non-Jews, as he shared what had happened, it's when he got to the resurrection that many believed and were saved. Uh, 
when Paul shared on Mars Hill, he when he got to the resurrection, that's what caught their attention and even bothered them. 当保罗在市场上来讲，呃呃，福音福音的时候，也是讲到他从死里复活的时候，然后吸引了别人的注意力，也是引起他们的搅扰他们的时候。So for us, this is a solid fact, and we rejoice, and we can tell each other he is risen, and there's a type of joy deep in our hearts that says Amen. 对我们来说，这是一个喜乐的事实。当我们啊，当啊，当我们相信，当我们。靠这个生活的时候，我们心里都会讲到说阿门，是的。At the same time, there's a future hope based on resurrection.啊，同时对我们也有个将来的盼望，基于复活的。In that chapter of First Corinthians 15, another thing he talks about is the future resurrection.在哥林多前书十五章那里讲到另一个事情，讲到将来的复活。He says if Christ hasn't risen from the dead, then we won't be risen from the dead. And if we won't be raised from the dead, then we are the worst creatures alive. Now obviously Christ has risen from the dead. And so the security of our hope, the, it's very solid that we will also raise from the dead. When when Jesus came up and Martha was talking to him, she also had a similar mindset to look at the past or look at the future. Ah, 当耶稣和马大来啊交谈的时候，他也同样的有关于对过去的看法和对将来的看法。She says, "If you had been here in the past, he wouldn't have died." 他说，如果你过去来到这里的话，马啊拉萨路就不会死。And the past is what's past, and it it's gone. Right now, Lazarus was dead. 过去就是已经过去了啊！现在拉萨路死了。And then Jesus tells her, "Your brother will rise." 耶稣告诉她，你的弟兄必然复活。And she knows in the future, at the resurrection, he will be raised. 她知道在将来，在复活的时候，他的弟兄也会被复活。She has this hope, but it doesn't seem hopeful when she says it. She knows the fact of the future, but it doesn't seem to touch down into her reality right that moment, as Lazarus is dead in the tomb. She knows the fact of the future, but it doesn't seem to touch down into her reality right that moment, as Lazarus is dead in the tomb. She knows the fact of the future, but it doesn't seem to touch down into her reality right that moment, as Lazarus is dead in the tomb. I believe this has often happened to us Christians. 我想这对我们来基督徒来说是经常发生面对的。We will declare our belief that Jesus is risen from the dead in the past. 我们来宣告基督在过去已经复活。And we know that we will rise from the dead in the future. 我们也知道我们在将来我们也要复活。Unfortunately, we walk around mourning as if there's no resurrection today. 但是我们今天走来走去，好像在那里。There seems to be a tomb right next door to us, and there's no resurrection for what's happening currently. 好像我们旁边就有一个坟墓，对我们现在来说，我们却没有复活。So Jesus turns her attention to his face. 所以耶稣就啊把这个注意力放到他的啊信心上面，还是面面前。He says, "I am the resurrection and the life." Do you believe this? Something changed with Martha. She has this sudden declaration of faith like Peter's declaration in the past. She says, I know you're the Christ, you're the Son of God, the one who should come. 
他说我信你是基督神的儿子是让他领到世上的世界的。And not understanding it, but with some kind of answer, she runs and goes and shares with her sister Mary. 虽然他不明白，但是他好像有一些答案，他就跑过去来找他的妹子玛利亚。I don't know if Jesus actually told her to do that. 我不知道耶稣有没有告诉他这样做。But she goes to Mary and says, "The Master calls for you." 但是他去找玛利亚告诉他说，夫子来了，叫你。Maybe inwardly she felt the call. 可能他里面觉得有这样的呼召。but either way, there was some reaction when she saw him and she saw he's the resurrection himself. And within her sparked a current hope of resurrection for that day. If we recall the story, Lazarus was raised that day from the dead. And before the resurrection experience comes the person, the resurrection, the life, Christ. So I'd actually like to get into uh, this morning the experiences of resurrection that we have today. As we stand on the fact of resurrection, as we look forward to the future, we also are called to experience Christ, the resurrection and the life today. 当我们看过去耶稣的复活和知道将来我们将来的复活，我们从今天也可以站立在这个复活的上面。The nature of resurrection life is that it has to have gone through death.啊，复活的啊特质就是它要经历死亡。Death means that something stopped.死亡就是意味着一个事情停下来。If your cell phone is dead, it is out of battery.如果你的手机没有电了。if you uh, sit on your leg the wrong way and you stand up, your leg is dead and it doesn't seem to move right. <laughs> a body can be alive but be brain dead. So when we use this, this term death or dead, uh, we mean it stops to do what it should do. Also, we talk about spiritual death, that we have been dead in our sins and transgressions, like in Ephesians 2. And that kind of death means we, our spirit is disconnected from God, no longer doing what it should do by fellowshipping with God. There is another aspect of spiritual death that we believers experience. Actually, all humans experience this. It's the inability to do God's will. Because of sin, death has come upon us. And not just death that we will die. But this type of death that we cannot do what we ought to do. So we see the commands of God and we go to do them and we, we are stopped because we are, it's as if we are dead in our footsteps. Everyone who tries to keep the commands of God or everyone who tries to follow the Lord finds this principle of death upon them. 每一个想做神的诫命，想跟随主的命令的话，都会发现这个死亡的律在这里。This is mentioned in Romans 7.是在罗马书第七章提到。It's the experience. There's two parts of this experience. 这个经历有两部分。I cannot do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do. 
Probably after trying many methods and many uh, actions and many determinations, he's discovered that no thing can save me. 可能他试了很多的方法，用了很多的不同的想法、计划、呃、意志的决定，最后发现都不能这些都没有任何东西可以来救我们。And then the answer to who will save me is the Lord Jesus. Thank God, through Jesus Christ our Lord.但是真正谁能够救我们的答案，就是我们的主耶稣基督。感谢神，在耶稣基督里真的。This is Jesus saying, "I am the resurrection and the life."这就是耶稣所讲到的，生命在我，复活在我。it says it just like he said to Martha, he comes and says it to Paul, I am the resurrection. And as he discovers this at the end of Romans 7, he discovers how it all works inside. So then at the beginning of Romans 8, he says, I'm no longer condemned. I'm no longer stuck with this life of the wretched death. I have these principles of sin and death working inside of me. But a resurrection comes out of death. There's this law, this new principle of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that sets me free from sin and death. I think this may be something that we, we commonly know about. I just want to bring it up to remind us of the how resurrection life actually works. The life of Jesus went into death and robbed death of its power and came out of death. And so after his resurrection, he was able to share his life with us. And the very nature of his life is always resurrection life. So every time we experience his life, it's always overcoming death. It's always on the other side of sin and death. As we tap into this newness of the of life that we've got, it's always coming out of the inability to serve God. 
当我们来吸取这些他的生命的时候，其实都是在一种我们没有办法来服侍神的光景当中。This is actually why the Lord's not afraid to give us commands now.这就是主为什么他不怕再给我们命令。In the past, if He gave the law and the commands, it would just show us that we cannot do it.在过去，他如果给我们命令，给我们诫命，只能显示明我们不能做。And if we cast off today all commands of God, all law, and become lawless, we will never discover resurrection life. 如果我们今天把所有的律法，所有的都扔掉，我们可能永远发现不了复活的生命。So instead, he gives us grace. 所以他给我们恩典。And he still gives us the nudge to go forward and serve him and do his will. 他然后推我们一下，让我们愿意来遵循他的诫命，来服侍啊，来服侍他的旨意。And then as we go and we move forward to serve and do his will, if we go by ourselves, we run into sin and death. 当我们好像在往前想要服侍他，顺从他的旨意的时候，如果我们靠着自己，我们会发现罪和死。And eventually we find we're not supposed to go by ourselves to do His will, but to go with Him.最后我们就发现，我们不应该是靠着我们自己来去行他的旨意，我们是应当与他同行。And He turns the attention of our face to see Him, and He says, "I am the resurrection and the and those moments, he says, "Do you believe this?" And after giving up trying so many times, turns your face again and says, "Do you believe this?" I wonder if some of us are at the spot where we've given up trying what he's commanded us to do. 已经放弃了他所要求我们做的呢。Almost in a morning way, like Martha, we say, "If you had just been there, I could have done it." 就好像马大说，主啊，如果你在那里，可能我就已经做好了。Or we say, "I know in the future I'll be an overcomer." 就好像说，将来我会成为一个得胜者。In the resurrection, I'll have a new body and no more death and no more sin upon me. 我将来有一个复活的身体，没有再有死，没有再罪的捆绑。And then I will serve you forever. 然后我就能够永远来服侍你了。and he pauses us and turns our attention to him and he says, Do you believe this? I am the resurrection. So with our eyes fixed on Jesus, we stand back up and we take our step to move forward to do his will. And it's almost like we didn't discover it before that there is something new inside of us. 好像就像我们没有以前没有发现到我们身上有一些新的东西。But as the step of faith goes forward, the resurrection life rises up within. 当信心的脚步往前走的时候，里面复活的生命就起来了。Now the resurrection life is always bundled together with the person who is the resurrection. 这复活的生命永远是和那一个人，就是复活的这个基督连在一起的。So this is why as soon as you lose your attention to Christ. The resurrection life seems to disappear. As long as we're beholding him, as long as he's the one with us, we can serve him and we have the new life within us. This happens over and over again with all of us. This is why there are some sins that you cannot overcome. 
This is why there are some consecrations that are impossible for you. Like the rich young ruler who could not give up his wealth. He's doing better than most of us, keeping so many commands. But one thing, which seems easy to some of us here, he could not do. That was his death. All he needed, though, was the resurrection. So the disciples look at this scenario and they say, This is impossible. And Jesus said, Yes. With man it's impossible, but with God it's possible. And if that rich young ruler, which maybe he eventually did, would come to Jesus the resurrection, he could let go of his wealth. 如果那个年轻的妇人，她如果呃少年人，她如果可以来到耶稣基督面前的话，我想有一天，她也可以能够放弃这些。The Lord is more interested in us discovering Him as resurrection than just you overcoming a specific sin。主其实他更有兴趣让我们知道他是生命复活，胜过了你胜过。if you think back of how many things you have overcome already, how many sins you've stopped doing, how many things that you've moved forward in your Christian life, some of those were easy. And then consider what things stump me every time. Could I have been built a different way to where those things wouldn't be so hard? With one person, it's their mouth and the way that they talk. With another person, it's their mouth and the food that they eat. Something seems so minor, but it's the biggest thing for that person. This is on purpose. So we can discover He is the resurrection and the life. And remember that that life that will overcome what stumps you is only connected with Christ Himself, the person. So we become dependent on the person for the rest of our lives. And this is really a fuller salvation for us, a complete salvation. I can't always tell if you finish the sentence. <laughs> the way the sounds different. Uh, okay, so what I'd like to do is this. Go through some of the resurrection experiences that happen literally at the end of the Gospels. When the Lord Jesus physically rose from the dead, he physically appeared to different disciples. And so their experiences of resurrection were bundled up with the person Christ who raised from rose from the dead. I'd like to go through a number of those, but use them as an explanation of our own experiences of resurrection today. At the beginning, uh, actually, if we, if we back up to before he was buried, uh, there were two secret disciples, uh, Joseph 
and Nicodemus who took him down from the cross and buried him. Uh, 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 they were no longer secret disciples. Just let the whole world know that they had received Christ. As they literally received him, Joseph took him to his own tomb that he had and uh, buried him there. The amount of time that they had was limited, so they weren't able to do the proper burial preparations. And Mary of Magdala or Mary Magdalene and another Mary, they saw where they put them in the tomb. And through the weekend, more women all work together to uh, prepare the burial needs for the Lord Jesus for after the Sabbath, for Sunday. And out of devotion and love, they wanted to give him a proper burial. So they rested on Saturday according to the Sabbath and then on Sunday, they wanted to go to the tomb. So before anyone arrived, Jesus rose from the dead. The Father gave him life. An angel came down from heaven and uh, moved the stone away and set upon it. There was a guard of soldiers put in front of the tomb just to make sure no one would steal the body and claim that he was risen from the dead. Actually, the disciples seem to have forgotten about this concept. But the unbelievers remembered that Jesus had said this. So they posted these soldiers as guard in front of the tomb, and as the angel came down, they saw him. They said he looked like lightning. And they all fell down as if they were dead. So suddenly the opposite experience happened. Inside of the tomb was a man alive now. Outside of the tomb, all these alive people fell down as dead. And another angel came. And uh, the burial cloths were taken off of Jesus, and his, the handkerchief on his head was folded up neatly and uh, put where his head was. And the plan with the women that were going to uh, help with the burial was to come once the light came up. And so that was their plan, but one of the sisters, Mary Magdalene, couldn't wait. This story is especially found at the end of the Gospel of John. But she ran on ahead while it's still almost quite not light. I don't know what she thought she was going to do. Actually, I figure she hadn't thought it through. 
When the women were all walking, they were questioning who's going to roll the stone away for us. I'm not sure they even knew that the soldiers were there. But Mary, with no questions about what to do, she ran on ahead uh, before anybody and she arrived at the tomb. This Mary Magdalene is the one description of her is that she had seven demons cast out of her. And from the way that she talks, even at the resurrection experiences, she seems to be a simple person. Or at least the love in her heart had temporarily turned her into a very simple person. And this can happen to all of us. All of us can be simple. So she arrives and discovers that the tomb is open. She rushes away from there. She finds others, she tells others, it seems like no one believes her. But Peter and John run to the tomb. And one of the accounts that just tells of Peter going to the tomb. It's actually very funny to harmonize all of this together. Because when John explains it, he explains that he beat Peter to the tomb when they raced. Maybe just to set the story straight. So he arrives and he's probably younger and faster and he stops right at the doorway of the tomb. Peter arrives probably breathing heavier and he walks right into the tomb. Maybe he couldn't slow down enough or either way he's so bold normally in his personality that he just rushed right in. And they examined the tomb. They don't see all of the they don't see the angels. They don't see Jesus. But as John saw how the handkerchief was neatly folded and how the um, the linen was folded up, he believed. And these two walked away from there um, going home. I want to bring this up for a moment just to think about John. With John, his belief wasn't based on the seeing the physical Jesus yet. Later on, there's a doubting Thomas, one of the disciples who says, unless I get to touch him, not only see him, but touch him, I won't believe. About a week after the day of resurrection, Jesus appears to the group again, and Thomas is there, and he says, Now touch. And believe. Thomas, Thomas does believe. He says, My Lord, my God. 
Jesus says it's more blessed those that believe without having seen. Peter mentions this in 1 Peter 1. He says, You love the one that you've never seen. You believe on him. This is something special. With John, his eyesight was more spiritual than physical. This is why later on, when they're at the Sea of Tiberias, He's the first one to see that it's Jesus on the shore. His spiritual eyes were more connected than his physical eyes. They now trying to follow out the story will consider the other women that showed up at the tomb. So somewhere in here there's an overlap. And these other women all show up. It mentions some of their names. There's Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. There's the mother of the sons of Zebedee, of James and John. There's Joanna and Salome. And uh, we don't know who all, all of the women were. So I'll just call them the other women. As they showed up, uh, they, they're questioning along the way. They hadn't heard Mary, uh, they hadn't heard of the experience of Mary Magdalene. They hadn't heard from Peter and John. And so they're questioning who's going to roll away the stone, and they show up and they see the stones moved. Probably if they noticed, they would see those guards laying down on the floor still like dead men. It, it does say that in a little bit they those guards get up and go and report what happened. But the, the angel catches their attention. The angels and the, they say what do you seek? Why do you look for the living among the dead? And they see the tombs empty. And they walk away from there. This angel tells them, go and tell the disciples. Um, I will meet them. He says, and tell Peter. Okay, now, with these women, I want to use them as a picture for one of our experiences. I believe their experience is the experience of devotion. Not mindless love, but solid, regular devotion. They went to the tomb first thing in the morning. And they're devoted to their Lord. This is love. And they show up and they get to see the angel telling them what to do. They go away from there and eventually Christ appears and says, Hail. Yeah. And then 
they fall down and worship him. With these sisters, their devotion um, brought them to experience the resurrection. When we have a regular devotion to the Lord, first thing, uh, in a solid way, we get to meet Christ. Now I would say first thing because this is a even a description of what devotion means. And sometimes it is as if in that first time you just hear from the angels and you go on your way. And there's a bit of faith rising up in your heart. He's risen. But they got to see the face of Jesus shortly afterwards. As the faith rose up, they beheld the resurrection and the life, the Christ. And they were able to fall down and worship him and hold on to his feet. And he was able to send them forth to tell the others. This is our regular experience. I would say this could be your steady resurrection experience each day. It is almost like an if then equation. If I go out early, I will find him. If I seek him earnestly, I will find him. So the Lord blesses those that came out first. It is a type of mature love. Okay, now I want to backtrack. Backtrack in time. And come back to Mary Magdalene. Remember that she had found Peter and John. Now they ran so fast. She ran after them. By the time they finished their time, she's back at the tomb. And she stays. And we have to understand what's going on with Mary Magdalene. She loves her Lord so much. She only wanted one more opportunity to express her love in helping him be buried the right way. She's not like the other disciples perplexed about what happened, wondering how all this could be, wondering what happened to the Messiah. All she sees is the lover of my soul needs to be anointed with spices. So with no other mindset besides Jesus, she stays at the tomb. She stays there and she begins to weep. She has no opportunity to express her love to her Lord. She looks up through her tears and she sees two men standing where the Lord used to be laying. She sees the two angels, but she doesn't know that they're angels. They say, Why are you weeping? She said, They took away my Lord, 
she turns her gaze from them and looks the other way. Another man is standing there and he says, Why are you weeping? Who do you seek? She thinks he's the gardener maybe. She says, Sir, if you've taken him, tell me where he is and I'll go grab him. I'll bring him back. And he says to her, Mary. And she turns to him and says, Rabboni. Which means my teacher. Now when she said my teacher, she meant my lover. Just like when we sing a song and we say, I stand in all of you, we mean I stand in love with you. She knew it was him when he said her name. And his appearance to the one who loved him so much was that he said her name. This is our resurrection experience based on our love for Jesus. Now actually she broke the rules and wasn't supposed to be there so early. She was against all reason and was there so earnestly. As she fell down and wanted to worship him, he had to say, Don't hold on to me yet, I haven't ascended to the Father yet. Now remember, shortly afterwards, when the other women find him in their devotion, they are able to grab hold of his feet. There is a private ascension personally with the Lord and the Father that happens between this time period. It's almost as if there's a shock amongst the angels. What is Jesus doing appearing already? He hasn't ascended yet. The plan is to privately ascend, come back down from his father, and then appear to the different disciples. And after 40 days, he does his public ascension where they can all see him ascend. So you can imagine almost on their way out, and Jesus sees her weeping, and we have to pause. Not because of the deserving, because of devotion, but because her love touched his heart. Some of his appearances to us are special. It's, we touch the heart of the Lord because of our love for the Lord. This is without reason. This is our blind love. And he says to us our names. He says, Mary. I believe many of us have probably had an experience like this. We can't create this. We can't muster it up. And actually, as I was preparing to share and going through the different experiences, I remember different experiences like this. And last night, as I was um, listening to the message, I felt the Lord... Uh, 
described to me that I should walk in that experience right now. 但昨天晚上当我听信息的时候，我好像觉得主对我来说，我要从经历当中走出去。I said, Lord, I know what that's like, but I can't make it happen. 我对主说，我知道那个经历是如何的，但我不能够再重复这样的经历。And it's like I could sense all of my reasoning and all of my struggles and all of the hindrances all upon me. 好像我能够感觉到这些我的呃理性，我的思想，所以我这些拦阻好像都在我的身上。I felt like all the other disciples with their hesitations and with their plans and with their desires and so on. 我好像看到感受到所有其他的门徒他们的犹疑，他们的想法，然后这些东西。But I felt like I should get simpler. 我觉得我是应该更呃变得更单纯。And let these things become in the shadows. 让那些其他的事情好像影子一样。As I turned my heart's attention, I heard him just say, "Jeffrey." 当我的心眼都住在他身上的时候，我听见他对我说，啊，我叫我的名字 Jeffrey. And who can who can not be melted when he says our names? 当主说我们名字的时候，谁能够不被他的爱融化呢 ？And he said my name. 他在那里提了我的名字。And I said my teacher. 我在那里说我的夫我的夫子。And what I discovered right then is that right now. He's calling all of our names this morning. 我就在这里，就在现在就发现，在今天早晨，他叫我们每一个人的名字。Even though we may run to the tomb and not see him, he's there if you linger. 虽然我们跑到坟墓那里，我们没有见到他，但是我们在等候的时候，我们见到他。And this morning, I believe many in this room are willing to linger at the tomb, weeping because they want to express their love to the Lord. 我想今天早上没有很多人愿意在坟墓那里等候停留，在那里哭泣，因为我们想见到他。And you feel as if I have no ability to express it. He's gone. 好像我没有办法来描述他，他不在这里。This was my feeling in my heart, like Lord, where I cannot do it. 这好像我心里的感觉就是主啊，我做没有办法做。Where have they taken him? 他把他带到哪里了 ？It's like the like the psalm where where David cries out, "Take not your Holy Spirit from me." 就好像大卫在诗篇里呼求说，不要啊取走你的圣灵。But then he says your name. 然后他在那里讲了你的名字。Says Mary. 说玛利亚。And you turn and you see his face. 然后你转过来你就看见他的脸面。This is a special experience of resurrection for all of us. 这对我们每一个来说都是很特别的复活的经历。It's not according to your personality. 这不是啊你的人的个性。I would agree that there are some that experience this a lot more than others. 我想是有的人经历这个比其他人更多。There are some that have more to deal with in their minds than others. 有的人的心里面可能呃魂里面要对付的会更多。But all of us can simplify and behold the Lord alone. 让每个人我们都可以简化来单独的仰望注目主。All of us are called to go a little beyond devotion and get into the the absolute love. 我们每个人都被呼召。从啊，我们日常的这种敬拜当中出来，得到一种完全的一种爱。Okay, so another experience of his resurrection came with Peter. 啊，另外一个经历他复活的就是彼得。You remember when we read earlier in First Corinthians 15, as he lists the resurrection appearances, he mentions Peter first. 我们知道在哥林多前书十五章讲到复活的经历里，他讲到彼得最先。And when the angels told the women to go and tell the disciples, they also said, "And tell Peter." 当那些呃天使告诉妇人们啊，就去告诉门徒的时候，就特别提到告诉彼得。Peter and John had already been at the tomb, and they went went away from there. 
John says in his uh, gospel that he saw the clothing and he believed. Peter had something going on inside of him, though. If you remember, he's the one who denied the Lord three times. He's the one who, after his last time denying the Lord, saw the Lord's face, saw his eyes, and was pierced and went away weeping with deep regret. When the angel said, and tell Peter, it wasn't to put Peter in the highest place. At this time, Peter had to be mentioned individually because he was at the lowest place of all the disciples. Because of his failure and his sins, it's almost as if he wouldn't consider himself one of the twelve. But when he gets the news and it says, and tell Peter, faith must have begun to rise up in him. A type of drawing of the sinner uh, to come to his Savior uh, was happening with him. And eventually when the, the disciples are together in the, in the house, the locked room, they say that the Lord appeared to Peter. So this appearance happened somewhere in between these events. And we have no description of it. All that we know is this word and Peter. All we know is that Peter, with all of his sins and failures, needed to be restored. And I believe this can represent to us our times when we need to experience resurrection, but we feel so ashamed of our failures. It's at those times that the Lord says, and you. Call, call the disciples together, but I'm also calling you. It's that time when you say, no, Lord, go away from me. Remember one time when Peter's fishing, and the Lord does a miracle uh, where he's fishing, and Peter comes off the boat and he says, go away from me, Lord. We don't really want the Lord to go away. It's just our feeling is so full of shame, like I cannot come with you. So the Lord says, and you. And as Peter met the Lord privately, he was washed clean from all of his sins. There is a time to apologize for our sins or to confess our sins to one another. If we've sinned against someone or against the church, there's something to do with people. But all the time with our sins, there's the private restoration where we confess our sins to the Lord alone. 
And what blocks us from that the most is that we hide. 其实拦阻这个最经常的就是我们藏起来了。We draw back in our shame and our failures. 我们在我们的羞耻失败当中藏起来了。And the Lord says, and you. 主在那里说，还有你过来。And we come into the light and we confess our sins and He forgives us and cleanses us. 当我们啊再次来到光当中，我们认我们自己的罪的时候，他再次接近来我们。Another experience that happened was with two disciples on the road to Emmaus. 啊，另一个事情就是两个门徒去以马忤斯的路上。One of their names was Cleopas. 一个叫 Cleopas. As they're walking, they had heard from the women, the other women, that they uh that the tomb was empty. Now, as they're walking on their way home, they're talking to each other about the scriptures and the confusion that they have, and we thought he was the Messiah, but what's going on? They're walking on the road, and they're talking about the scriptures and the confusion that they have, and we thought he was the Messiah, but what's going on? The Lord walks up in their midst, but they don't know it's him. He's asking them, "What are you all talking about?" And they say, "Are you the only person in Jerusalem that doesn't understand what's happening?" He asks them, "What are you all talking about?" And they say, "Are you the only person in Jerusalem that doesn't understand what's happening?" And as they describe to him what they're talking about, he says, "You don't know the scriptures, do you?" Ah, when they describe what's happening, he asks them, "Do you know the scriptures?" And he unfolds from the word of God that the Messiah had to be crucified and had to raise from the dead. They described this later, saying that when he shared the scriptures, it was warm in their hearts, and something was changing inside of them. They talked. Later, they talked about how when they shared the scriptures, it was warm in their hearts, and something was changing inside of them. They arrived at their place and invited him in, and they break bread together. They invited him to their place, and they break bread. Now, this breaking bread is just the normal; they're having a meal. As he breaks the bread, they see who he is. When he breaks the bread, they see who he is. Two of us are walking together. We are usually both a little confused. But as we open up the scriptures, actually, as the Lord is walking with us, He opens up the scriptures. The Bible says two cannot walk together unless they agree. So actually, two walking together is a type of picture of fellowship. 两个人一起同行，其实就是交通的这个图像。And you notice a lot of our one-on-one or smaller amounts of fellowship happens like that, where we discover Christ as we fellowship. 你知道，我们很多时候一对一的，或者我们在小一起聚集的时候的 fellowship 是这样，我们来讲基督。As someone shares from the Word of God, some warmth happens in your heart. 有的人从神的话里有分享，你的里面哈就有些温暖。And then finally, it says he was made known to them when he broke the bread. 然后最后讲到他们拨饼的时候，他向他们显现。Now the breaking of bread is actually definitely a picture of fellowship. 那个拨饼的确就好像在那里代表在那里。Fellowship is when we share something together. 就是我们在那里，我们的交通就在那里分享一些东西。At our meals, a lot of times we don't break bread. 在我们吃饭的时候，很多时候我们不没有拨饼。I've done it before. One time with ten people, we all grabbed a loaf of bread and broke it into pieces. We used to do this every Friday night in Jerusalem. We in Jerusalem every Friday night in Jerusalem. We used to do this every Friday night in Jerusalem. We used to do this every Friday night in Jerusalem. We used to do this every Friday night in Jerusalem. We used to do this every Friday night in Jerusalem. We used to do this every Friday night in Jerusalem. We used to do this every Friday night in Jer
I've got my piece and everyone's got a piece. And one time my piece was half of the loaf. Sorry. This is fellowship. We all have our portion. We're sharing in this one thing together. And when we fellowship, we experience resurrection. We see Christ, the person. When you're fellowshipping, real fellowship, you're drawn to see Christ. It actually doesn't matter how much information you have of the scriptures. What matters is if together you find Christ. So he makes himself known to us when we fellowship. This should be our regular experience of resurrection. We, we've talked with someone and we fellowship and inside the resurrection life rises up. Out of this they were so strengthened that they had enough energy to run back to Jerusalem. And they came and they found the room where the other disciples were gathered together. And this room was locked, so they knocked and they let them in. They come in full of the courage, um, revelation of Christ, wanting to share with all. We have seen Christ. And as this group is gathered together and they those two share how they've seen Christ, then the others share, and Peter saw Christ also. And as more than two or three are gathered together, in a sense, in the Lord's name, and as they're all sharing their portion of Christ, suddenly Jesus appears. Probably they're all shocked and took a step back. And because they just walked through the walls, they might not know what he is. The doors are locked, but he's a resurrected Christ and he doesn't need to go through the door. And so to calm them down, he says, to feel my uh, hands and feel my side. I'm real, I'm human. Give me some food, please. And he, he's there with them. Uh, now we know Thomas wasn't there, he saw the Lord a week later. This is an increased measure of the concept of fellowship. If you remember in 1 Corinthians 14, there's a type of fellowship get-together, gathering. Everyone comes and they have their portion of Christ. One of them is if someone has a revelation. And it actually says, even though you have something, if someone has a revelation, wait and let that person share first. Because in fellowship, when something's so brand new, if you get to share it right away, the whole portion can be shared. This is just what they experience. They're there, Peter has shared his solid story, the women have shared their story. 
Then comes bursting through the door these two out of breath disciples. They ran all the way. Their revelation is so fresh and current, it just happened. And as everyone receives that revelation of Christ, Christ shows up in their midst. And here we get that experience. Surely God is amongst you. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there. I believe this is our experience, not only of fellowship, but the gathered together fellowship. When the church gathers together and we all are participating and bringing our portion of Christ, Christ shows up. When we're reading the word together, when we're praying together, when we're breaking bread together, this is to be our regular experience of resurrection life. It is bound up in the person who is the resurrection and the life. But the way we find the person in that time is we gather together and we discover him amongst each other. And as you take a step back from the gathering of the church, you realize there is the head and there is his body. I see Christ. Now we'll just stop here with these uh, experiences that happened on the first day of resurrection. I wanted to bring these up just to mention that resurrection experiences today are connected with the person of Christ. And also for us to realize these are our regular experiences right now. We have resurrection life. So when we say he is risen, it's current and today. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this newness of life that you've put in us. Lord, I thank you for the brothers and sisters that you've put us together with. How you call us to discover you in fellowship. Thank you, Lord, for not leaving us to despair, but calling us to come. Lord, I thank you for this daily ability to behold you and worship you and um, devote ourselves to you. Lord, I especially thank you for calling each one of us by name and love for us. Lord, we worship you. In Jesus' name.